I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Howdy, and welcome to episode 94 of Wikishuffle. I'm your host, Jack Stewart, and joining me, as ever, is Chris Wallace. Hello. And Philip Sharman. And we're keeping up the professional theme of last week with the introductions. It's nice. I've turned a corner, and do you know what else I've done? What else have you done? Oh, hang on. What, what is this? A wiki shuffle is where we press the random article button on Wikipedia and we talk about whatever it throws up. He's got that nailed, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. We could just record a clip of that and replay it every week, save ourselves well. some time. Oh, well, no, I've learned it now. <laughs> Last week, we decided to throw the towel in on an article and just read out the links that were on the article. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I remember that happening. Well, I've devised a little game along those lines. Oh, I love games. And we're going to play it each week until our 100th episode. And the winner will get to choose an article that we talk about in the 100th episode. So, so if it is a scary ghost house, I get to pick it. Or... No, you. if you win the game, yeah. it's going to be you versus Phil today, and yeah. it'll be me versus Phil next week, and it'll be Phil versus... Sorry, it'll be me versus you next, the week after but that. But if I win, I get to pick something You can pick you whatever hate. you want, yeah, if you want. Yes. So the stakes are high. Jack already picks things that we hate when he's giving articles oh, yeah. as gifts, so... <laughs> <laughs> yep, so just wait. I am going to read out a list of links that are found on a particular Wikipedia article. The aim is for you two to guess what article I am reading the links from. So I'll give you an example. In fact, if Phil, if you, both of you, if you shout, just shout out your answers. But if you give an answer and it's wrong, you have to wait for the other person to to give an answer before you can have another go. That makes sense. Okay. So the article you've chosen, is this a... Wiki shuffled randomly chosen article or one that you have selected. They are yourself? just just articles that I thought of. They're not and they're not, not not necessarily anything we've done on the podcast before. Okay. And when you're reading out the underlined links within them, are you reading them in the order that they appear in the article nope. or at a choice of your own devising? At a choice, and hopefully I will throw you with some of them. Ah. And this might be fun for the listeners, or it might not. <laughs> just like the podcast. So <laughs> Feel free to let us know. So I'm going to start off with a, just a practice round, so we can all get a feel for the game. Okay. So I'm just going to read out links. Do you think it's too complicated for us to understand if we just dive straight yes. in? Yes. I feel like this is for my benefit. This is for Chris's benefit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any controversy. <laughs> right. So I'm going to read out some links. Yeah? Yeah, Chris? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got you. Probably. And just jump in if you think you know the answer. Edmund. Twilight. Is there even a character called Edmund in oh, Twilight? Edward, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I can't say anything. You can't say anything Phil. until yeah. Phil has a guess. So, Phil, you've got control. Polar Explorers. Nope. So now it's open again. New Order. Cocaine. Illegitimate. Uh, in Excess. Michael nope. Hutchins. Nope. Chris is oh. in control. White Russian. Ghettos, Summer Olympic Games, Syphilis, Plymouth, Bohemian, Nietzsche. What the? 
It's difficult, isn't it? It's That's really the idea. Difficult. It's all over the place. Alexander the Great. Jewish. Charismatic. A Jewish charismatic cocaine taker. That's not the answer. I'm These are no, they're not. He's. Oh, I said uh, he, he. He. There's a little hint. Oh, it's like Woody it's, Allen. It's practice round. It's a practice round. Woody Allen. It's not your go anyway, Phil. Woody Chris Allen. has got control. He hasn't had a guess, has he? Woody Allen. Did you have a guess? Nope. I think he did, didn't he? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'll take. It's a quality take adjudication. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't have a guess. So the the article that I'm reading it has links to the article Jewish on it. It has links to the article Charismatic. It has links to the article Cocaine and Ghettos and White Russian and Summer Olympic Games. It doesn't mean that that person yeah, or thing yeah. is that. But they're things that... It's just that are related some in some way. Well, I don't know. Is, are, we, are we just open again? There's open. only three more to read. Go on. Just be open. We'll be open. Uh, I'm open. Great Depression. Vienna. Ultravox. <laughs> No, Phil's got control. And the last one, Hitler's dogs. Adolf Hitler. Correct. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's quite hard. It is quite hard. And we do require that the final answer has actually got the name of the person <laughs> we're looking for. That was just a practice. Okay, this is the That's real just thing for now. fun. Now it begins. Best of three. Okay. Let's hope they're all as action-packed as that one. Let's hope they are. So there's three articles, and the winner okay. will I be feel, going through. I feel like we've already, um, the ability for us to know who's got control is, is quite tricky at the moment. So I'm suggesting whoever has control holds the, the giraffes. Holds, holds the little giraffe. Okay. So at the moment, the little giraffe is in the <laughs> okay. middle. Can we, that's not a euphemism. That's, um, it's <laughs> a little toy that you've got, <laughs> a little plush. No, yeah. I was referring to my penis. Oh, okay, the little giraffe. You can keep control. <laughs> if only I could. <laughs> right, okay. Are you ready? Ready. Porridge. Lisa Tarbuck. Margaret Thatcher. Johnny Vaughan. You don't have to hold the giraffe if you're... Because you don't have... No one has control at a minute, so you don't have to hold the giraffe. By the way... Okay, you've said Johnny Vaughan. Yeah. You think that Johnny Vaughan... Combines porridge, Lisa Tarbuck, and Margaret Thatcher. Wrong. Big breakfast. Wrong. No. Okay. Just right. So now Phil has control. So he touches the little giraffe. I'm touching my little giraffe. Rent a ghost. Run for your wife. Oldham. Joe Swash. Catchphrase. Do you know? I might do, but you have to give a guess before I get the giraffe. Yeah, this is a, well. Then it's not in my interest to have a guess at this. Point. <laughs> this, this might be a flaw in the system that we've discovered. It might here. be actually. Yeah, we, we might have to revise the rules. But for for now, you have control because that's how we were doing it. Surprise, surprise. Cilla Black. Nope. It's back in. It's not in your control, but it's just in in the ether. You can have a go if you want. Say the next one. Nero. I'm going to say it anyway. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Nope. So, Phil, are we doing in control or should we just... Let's just throw it open. Let's just do a free yeah. for all. Okay, free for all. Okay, the next clue is I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Ant and Deck. Nope. Caroline Flack. Nope. You can only have one guess before I read out the next one. That's That, okay. that works, that is, right? Yeah. Okay. We could have worked this out off air, but we haven't. Mm. Aladdin. 
Oh, oh, the Biggins. Biggins is 1 0 to Chris. Christopher Biggins. Well done, Chris. <laughs> so if Chris wins the next one, it's Chris so. gets to choose an article for episode 100. Okay. And Phil, you get diddly squat. Diddly squats. Eyes down looking. Barcelona. Pavarotti. No. Okay. ABC Family. Salsa. The Beautiful South. Hasbro. Woolworths. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> London. Rage Against the Machine. Janet Jackson. No. Dame Thora Hurt. What? World Wildlife Fund. R. Kelly's Ignition Remix. Eurovision. R&B. Quaker Oats. Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> no. Natalie Imbruglia. Popular pop music website, Pop Justice. Brian Adams? Nope. Seeing Double. S Club 7. It's S Club 7. Uh, it's 1-1 one, one, and it goes to the wire. The other clues I was going to read out were Cannabis, The University of Hull, Spice Girls, Children in Need, Queen Elizabeth II's Golden Jubilee, Natural, Simon Fuller, Reach, Racist Bullying, and Bring It All Back. <laughs> that would have got us there. I might have got Children in Need. That might have been the one that got Can me. you ex- please explain why Rage Against the Machine are mentioned on S Club 7's Wikipedia entry? No, I cannot. Okay, final round. Okay. And the winner gets to choose an article on our 100th episode. The Green Party. Audrey Hepburn. David Icke. He's only gone and nailed it. Oh, no. Well done. The Green Party and Audrey Hepburn. That's good. All I needed. Very nice. All I needed. That is good. Well, well, we've done. done David Icke on the podcast before. We so. have, but still. Yeah, I'm impressed. The other um, examples I was going to read there are Northampton Town, Woody Allen, Queen Mother, The KKK, EastEnders, Spielberg, Snooker, John Ronson, Mark Zuckerberg, Shell Suit, Margaret Thatcher, 9-11, Terry Wogan, Sheeple, <laughs> and the Rothschilds. Ah, oh, that's good. So well there you go. Phil. Well done, Phil. You win it. You get to choose an article for the 100th episode. And next week, it will be Chris's turn to play mm-hmm. to host okay. and me versus Phil. But now, what are we going to do? Just like the, po- the podcast that we do, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just, there's, there's... just do the podcast. Yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Rage. Is that like rap rock? Rap rage. It's more than rap rock. Rap rage, also called package rage, is the common name for heightened levels of anger and frustration resulting from the inability to open hard-to-open packaging, particularly some heat-sealed plastic blister packs and clamshells. People suffer thousands of injuries per year, citation needed, such as cut fingers and sprained wrists from tools used to open packages and from packaging itself, and in some cases damage the items they're trying to free from packaging. 
Easy opening systems are available to improve package opening convenience. Yeah, I get this. Mm-hmm. Blister packaging. Impossible seals. I've used mm-hmm. Stanley Nice. Cut myself. I'm in the statistics. Oh, I am as well. Mm-hmm. I got a micro SD card the other day and it was very difficult to get out and I had to get scissors and like ram it into the packaging. See, I don't understand with SD cards. I understand maybe with something that's dangerous and kids might eat. That maybe you've got to make the packaging. Kids could eat an SD card. Why would they do that? Well, kids eat anything, don't they? Yeah, but why would they? I can't imagine you did as a child. (laughs) (laughs) Very particular. (laughs) All right. Anything as long as it's not green. (laughs) We'll just make everything green. All the dangerous stuff is green. Kids hate green. Yeah. That's good. All of that, that's when on on Chrisland. Mm. That's not what's your island called, is it? Um, Chrisville. Chrisville. On Chrisville, <laughs> you're gonna make sure that all of the poison is in the shape of broccoli. Yeah, it's everything's green. Danger. Green is danger. Getting rid of red. <laughs> red's, red's good. Red's good. Red's good. Green's bad. Put it on his head. That's that's. Do you system. think that could cause confusion on Chrisville? No, no. You get a gag book when you turn up. Okay, the Chris guide to Chrisville. Think... Hmm. Lonely Planet. Yeah. Big, like, it's 40 pages. 40 pages of rules. <laughs> Sorry, you've, you've, sent the le- you've set the length of the rules before setting the rules. <laughs> yeah. That's the rule, Phil. <laughs> 40 pages is a good size. That's a good size for a rule book. Okay. I think that's what the highway code... No, the highway code's more. That's too many rules. 40 pages. <laughs> 40 pages is Chris, Phil. But the highway code is just relating to the rule of mm. the road. This is related to this the rules of the land. What of are the everything. rules of Chrisville roads? Um, do we like... Unless you're a bike. If you're a bike, what? Get a, get, get a different road. <laughs> what, build a different yeah. road? Yeah, well, I'm starting from scratch, so I can think about these things that we didn't get the chance to think about now. Yeah. So you'd have cycle lanes set. going along actual roads. No, they'd be completely different. And pedestrian It's a better system. Roads. Yes. yes. Everywhere, there's cycle lanes, people lanes, animal lanes... <laughs> Do you think the animals will stick to the animal lanes? Yeah, they have to. And then there'll be no roadkill. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I like your thinking. If the animals go onto the wrong one, Mm -hmm. that's on on their own head. You can't get blamed for it. Same with people. So if you kill someone on the road... You can't be held responsible for that. If they're they're on their lane, then it's your fault. But if they're hanging around the pedestrians, well, that's on you. It might be quite complicated to build this system without the lanes crossing over. No. Everything's straight lines. Everything so, straight lines. Yeah, where, so where are you going? Chrisville's just long and narrow. Yeah, where are you going? Town A to town B, straight line. Town C, straight line. So no, the town, no uh, corners. Uh, we don't do, well, we do sharp corners. Uh, <laughs> your car would literally get you from A to B. Yeah, see how simple it is. It's that's why you need 40 pages in the book. If that's all it is on driving, yeah. what else is there in the rule book? What's the big rule? What's the one that you want? No, the big rule is that the rule book is 40 pages long. <laughs> yeah, that's the first. Well, what's the second biggest rule? Don't be a dick. Are you going to adhere to that? Yeah, well, no, I'm the king. Oh, okay. But, you I, but I'll, I'll do that anyway because I'm inherently, I wrote the rule book. So I would follow my own rules because I set them. Lead by example. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, okay. I don't, I, I can't, I don't, you're trying to pick holes in it, but I don't think there are any. <laughs> Cars, animals, bikes, people, lots of straight roads. Don't be a dick. Don't go in the wrong lane. <laughs> Don't point at me. I wasn't going to. Green, is, going to green is bad. Red is good. Green is bad. Red is good. Get out of the animal lane, Jack. Yeah. Um, genuine question. Oh. Genuine question to both of you. Do either of you remember what we're supposed to be talking about? Rule books? No. Um, 
I actually don't. Oh, no. Something to do with rap. Rap rage. Rap rage. Rap rage. That's right. I'm going to hem you both in. As much as I love hearing you can about try. Chrisville. As much as I love hearing about it. And Hang on. How are things going to be packaged in Chrisville? Shut up a second, Phil. <laughs> this, this is almost back on topic. I'll let this, I'll let this go. How will things be packaged? Yeah. Well, there'll be no blessed packaging. Mm-hmm. Everything will just be loose. <laughs> of course it will. So, yeah, so you go and get pens. The pen barrel. Pen barrel? Yeah. Books. Book barrel. <laughs> so it's not loose. Everything's in a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> the barrel system. Yeah, cereal. Just grab a handful. Spaghetti. <laughs> grab a handful. Is it the same at restaurants? Yeah, just grab a handful. Everything's a buffet. <laughs> grab a handful is a great motto for a country. <laughs> Especially one as, as pervy as yours is likely to be. That's another rule. Everything's a buffet. <laughs> That's not a rule. That's a rule. Everything's a no buffet. No set meals. <laughs> so you can't ever order anything off no. the menu. You just you just go and have a look at the you barrels. You go to the restaurant, you walk in, and all the barrels are lined up. <laughs> yeah. You stick your hand in. Can't we at least? Oh, have you scoops? don't know what's in the Can't barrel. Can't we at least have scoops? <laughs> it's got to be by hand. <laughs> yeah, just by hand. I don't. Oh, antibacterial wash on every barrel. Oh. Yeah. So you have got clean hands. Yeah, but everything yeah, but then it's a good. bit like alcohol. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Oh, Chris, yeah. Yeah, Chris is happy with that. <laughs> so, wait, do you know what's in each barrel? Does it have signs? Yeah, I have a label on it. Okay. Spaghetti. So Does they'll just be like cooked loose Bread. spaghetti <laughs> in Bread. a barrel. Pizza. Will the barrel be lined with anything or it will just be wood with, with holes in the side? No holes. Okay. They can make a mess. But it won't be lined with anything. Okay. Clean barrels. That's someone's job. Who's, who's job? Barrel cleaner. You can get a degree to do that. Can you? Is that it's in the university? Rule yeah. I've, you see, again, you're trying to find problems with it, but what is the problem? Uh, barrels. Why is that a problem? You want to go to a restaurant, you've got faff, waiters don't exist. You walk in, sit down with your friend or your date, you say, well, come up to the barrels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? I wouldn't mind if like I knew he was joking, but I think it's, I think he's thinking this is quite good. This is a good system. It sounds good. It sounds so much easier. But then I, I can't think of any negatives. No, I'm really struggling. I hate to admit it, but I am struggling to find fault in so, this system. And this will be the same in Tesco as well. It's just barrels, not shelves. No barrels. Barrels. <laughs> barrels of stuff. Barrels of stuff, and then you pick up all. Yeah. Just scoop it with your hand. Yeah. Put it in your, your little barrel, which you carry your stuff in. Oh, you have a little barrel. A little yeah, barrel on little wheels. Barrel. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's trolley. Everyone's got their own little barrel to carry their stuff in. Yeah, of course. Do you need handbags? No. Got a barrel. Yeah, but... <laughs> so, Stick so, into the restaurant thing, because if you're at a meal, going to, like, a waiter, and you've got to look at a menu, you don't have to do that. Tables are there. You go, you turn up, you turn to your date and say, shall we look at the barrels? Mm-hmm. You go over to the barrels... Scoop up your lasagna, your cock of in, your wine. <laughs> Is it just loose wine that you get with your hands, yeah? Yeah, there's an act to it. Okay. <laughs> and oh, this has been corked. Yeah, oh, yeah. enjoy your meal, mm. and then you pay at the end, yeah. and they say, how many scoops did you have? Four. <laughs> put, four, but then four scoops, how much is that? Four, four crisp pounds. Four hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> put, put your money into the cash barrel. <laughs> But what, wait, that's not fair on people who are like Phil who have smaller hands because they can get less in a scoop. He's um exempt. I'm exempt. No, you're not exempt. You get like um 
A small hand bonus. Living in my, yeah, because where I live now, I get a single person's discount on um, counter tax. You get that for tiny hands. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you've got big hands, you have to pay more. So it's like disability money. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, it's about time that people recognise my hands. So you're helping. <laughs> helping out. Okay, all Helping right. the community. So can we just clarify that drinks are the same? You yeah. scoop them out with your hands. Well, you use two hands, don't you? Do you? Like when you, like you, when cup, you see cup, people cup, some cup water from a, a well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> desperate, sad people. Yeah. Yeah, but it's wine, so it's not desperate, is it? Get a good scoop there. <laughs> Get a good scoop of wine. Mm. But do you put it in a glass? You can put it in another barrel. <laughs> in a small, in a tankard. Little wine barrel. Okay. So <laughs> these, so these barrels are standardised, so that the same barrel in every place would be. Different. Oh, there's three but different there's types. There's three different sizes. Right? Little ones, really little ones for marbles, change. <laughs> SD cards. SD cards, liquids. <laughs> Medium-sized barrel for shopping, general shopping, toilet rolls, scissors, children. <laughs> yeah, children. carrying around. Yeah. yeah, and then a big one, the big. Industrial sized barrel for garden waste and food. <laughs> I think I'd rather if you said garden waste or food. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. You don't you don't put your food in the garden waste one. Okay. They're labeled different, but they're the same size. Three sizes. I, wouldn't you need a bigger one for if you like buying sofas? You don't have them. You don't you don't have sofas no. in Crisville? No, no sofas. What do you have? Barrels. <laughs> Just turn a barrel sideways <laughs> and sit on it, yeah? It's cheaper, it's more useful. <laughs> you have no furniture. <laughs> Apart from barrels, what's a bed? Is it barrels? It's a couple of barrels. <laughs> Does anyone remember how last week we used this podcast for serious political commentary? <laughs> Does anyone remember that we did that? Yeah. No, it was a barrel of laughter. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Rap rage. We're doing rap rage. <laughs> I think... You, you keep thinking about that. I, I can't... I, I'm all for standardisation, and I can't, there's there's a lot about this idea I like. Yeah, everything's cheaper. I don't Why? see how that is. Because everything's in barrels. I don't have a counter-argument is the problem here. <laughs> Yeah. He's spot on. Of course it would be cheaper. I mean, if I'm going to get laughed out of the UN, then I'll take my barrels with me. Oh, he's such an idiot. Crow Phil, read the article, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes must be made difficult to open. For example, regulations dictate that some over-the-counter drugs have tamper resistance in order to deter unauthorised opening prior to the intended customer and being in child-resistant packaging. Are you going to have regulations? Yeah, well, I told you what the regulations are. There are none. Green is bad. Yeah, but for the, like... Kids don't touch the green barrels. But, right... So you, you go to a pharmacy. So, sorry, Phil. I know you're keen to talk about the thing that this podcast is about. I don't know what this podcast is about anymore. <laughs> it's about Chris, Phil. I didn't even ask him what 
the university on the island is going to be called because I thought I'd open a whole other can of worms. So barrel, mm, barrel of worms, worms barrel of worms. In barrels. <laughs> right. So you go into a pharmacy. Yeah, lots, and of, lots of green barrels there. Okay, all the medicine though is going to be in just barrels. loose. Oh, Little yeah, green no, no. barrels. Oh, no, you, no, you're right. You want something there. I'm glad I've got you on board. There's big green barrels full of pills. <laughs> so they're just yeah. loose. Lo- yeah. Well, and you they... ask your doctor and say, how many barrels, how many, not barrels, oh, God, I'm getting confused. How many pills do you need? Yeah. And the doctor says, well, you've got a sore knee. You need six pills. So go to the pharmacy, take six, six pills from the, the knee barrel, uh-huh. come up, pay six crisp pounds. Go home, take your pills, sit on your barrel, job done. Knees better. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you. But the, the medicine, because the medicine will go off. No. Worries. Same as the, the food. If it's just up. sat in a barrel all day, you have bread out all day in a barrel, it's going to go hard. Lids. Other oh, barrels have lids, of yeah. course, sorry. If they need to. Like, yeah, you wouldn't just put your, like, your baguette barrel. No, you're right, barrel. you're right, you sorry. I was, I was being stupid there. Yes, you were being stupid. Okay. Continue, Phil. For some reason, the thing that I've really got stuck in my mind is going to the pharmacy and taking a handful of cowpole out of the cowpole barrel. <laughs> That's not practical. No. Cowpole's really sticky. Mm, good point. Good point. Well, same with, I don't same use with a lot cow- of foods. I, I should also clarify that I don't use cowpole being a grown man. Ah, I've got, right. got, got it. Straws. Straws? Yes. Yeah. So you have to go to the pharmacy every time you need a bit of... You've got your own straw. To go with your barrel, so if you're liquid, you don't do this with wine though, because then there's there'll be like a whole etiquette to it. Mm. It'd be quite romantic when you and your partner are at the wine barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you go to the pharmacy, you've also yeah. got your your straw. Is it unhygienic? Straw. No, because you've got your own straw. So you're still sticking your straw in your cow big... poly straw in the. You clean it. The clean the water barrel. How do you measure the amount that you're supposed to have? Just rough, roughly. <laughs> Okay, go on. Yeah. It's good. It's a trust-based <laughs> system. I like that. I can get behind that. I don't <laughs> like the nanny state. <laughs> no. Nannies would measure out cowpole. Yeah. They wouldn't just say, tuck in. Get your straw. Get your straw. Drink it so you feel better. No, the cowpole's fine. <laughs> not how cowpole works. Cowpole's fine. It's just like sticky juice. So you said that the, you said that the medicine was going to come in green barrels. Yeah. yeah. But I thought green was bad. Ah. Yeah, green is bad because it's dangerous. So you've got to be careful with it. Okay. So if you're a medicine, cowpole is, cowpol- oh, yeah, is a medicine. <laughs> so it's in a green barrel because you can't take too much. And it's the person who runs the chemist. It's their job to make sure no one's like, how many pills have you got? I've seen you took at least two scoops. Do you need two scoops? No. Let me see. So, so down at the methadone clinic. You're, you're saying that everyone everyone comes in and just takes a nice handful of methadone and is just trusted to, well, to no, take as someone, much as they should. There's someone there to make sure they're not taking the piss. There's a guy there that goes, look, how much how much have you actually got on you? How much have you put in your barrel? So there's bouncers. Yeah. Have you got, have you got like 10 methadones? <laughs> and if you have, like, put two of them back. You don't need that many. And then you get on with it. I, I really don't see what the problem is. Okay. He really doesn't. <laughs> he really doesn't. Other packages are intentionally made difficult to open to reduce package pilferage, which has its own page, excitingly, and shoplifting. 
The term rap rage itself came about as a result of media attention to the phenomenon. Although other variants such as packaging rage have been used as early as 1998, Word Spy Spy identifies the earliest use of rap rage as coming from the Daily Telegraph in 2003. The American Dialect Society identified the term as one of the most useful of 2007. Uh, Useful. But you remember 2007 though. In that context, it was really yeah. useful. Packaging 2007 was seemed like a lot a happier time. Frustration and injuries. In 2006, Consumer Reports magazine recognised the rap rage phenomenon when it created the Oyster Awards for the products with the hardest to open packaging. A story in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette about rap rage was featured on the Colbert Report. Yeah, I called it Colbert. Nice his name. Yeah. Deal with it. When, when host Stephen Colbert tried to use a knife to remove a new calculator from its plastic packaging to no avail. A survey in Yours, a magazine aimed at people over 50, found that 99% of the 2,000 respondents <laughs> said packaging had become harder to open over the last 10 years. Is that not just because they've got old? Is it because it's for people over 50 and everything's got harder for them over the last <laughs> yeah. 10 years? Walk in. <laughs> Speak from experience. It sounds like a lot of old people are going to be moving to Chrisville. Do you welcome them? Yeah, of course they do. Of course they're welcome. But they can't work because they're too old. Mm, put them in the old people farms. Just out, just out of it, one more question about Chrisville. I think I might know the answer. I'm going to ask it anyway. When you die, what do you get buried in? What do you think? Is it a barrel? Yeah. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> well, recycle, you know, use up your barrels. And then at the end of your life... <laughs> You've got a surplus now, have you? Yeah, at the end of your life, you get buried in your barrel. Your barrel? Oh, do you have a personal barrel? Yeah, you have your barrel. A special barrel you get when you're born. That's the barrel you die in. Well, you didn't die in it. You put it in it when you die. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's bleak. That's your barrel. You have your name engraved on it. Uh, Everything revolves around barrels. Such a good system. I don't know why... The barrel system. Yeah. Yeah. So, back to this survey of old people in yours magazine. 99% of the 2,000 respondents said packaging had become harder to open over the last 10 years. 97% that there was, said that there was too much excess packaging. In a survey conducted at the Cox School of Business, almost 80% of households expressed anger, frustration or outright rage with plastic packaging. Consumers also tend to use words such as hate and difficult when describing these products. Oh dear. (laughs) Are we going back to Mexico? No, we're not going as far away as Mexico. We're going to Wales instead. Oh. Oh. I take it you've just seen what the next article is? I've just... Well, yeah. That's why I went, oh. <laughs> oh this, this isn't good. This could be problematic. I was having a good time today. I was enjoying our uh, barrel talk. Chris, how do you feel about this article? <laughs> well, it's not who I thought it was. Okay. My first thought was steps. <laughs> this, this is not the same. This is, this is not the same as steps. We're going to be talking about Ian Watkins. Not take from steps. Completely different man. The other Ian Watkins. I'd say the Ian Watkins now. The Ian Watkins. To be honest, I've never wanted to talk about H from Steps more in my life. Can we talk about H from Steps instead? <laughs> no. There's so much to talk about, isn't there, with H from Steps? <laughs> no, that's better, though, than talking about this. Uh, right. So uh, this is the, one of the worst things I've ever read about. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Well, I don't. Um, do we? How we do this? Well, let's do it. Let's see what happens. I wish let's I hadn't see. said about putting children in barrels earlier in the show. Oh yeah. True. That that definitely doesn't go on in my island. None of this goes on. None He's, of the, none of this goes on. None of this. Ian David Carslake Watkins, born thirtieth of July, nineteen seventy-seven, is a Welsh singer, musician, and convicted sex offender. So far, so tolerable. No, not no. tolerable. That's <laughs> wrong. No. Nope. Singer and musician. Singer and musician. I mean, even that wasn't tolerable, to be honest. Watkins was born in Merthyr Tydfil and later moved to Pontypridd. That's where Fireman Sam was based. No, that's Pontypandy. I'm just trying to lighten the tone. You're before. keeping it light. You're doing well. <laughs> before we get to it, this is. <laughs> We can't um, use anything other than children's cartoons. No, that's what we do. We've learned that. Whenever it comes to something tragic, we resort back to 90s kids' shows. He completed a degree in graphic design from the University of Wales, Newport, graduating with first-class honours. So good on him. So good. Great. Yeah, that's impressive. So he's not an idiot. I don't know about that. Well, Well, he said it now. Lewis and Watkins's mutual enjoyment of rock and metal music strengthened their friendship, leading them as teenagers in 1991 to form a group called Aftermath. Aftermath, a thrash metal band that played in a shed in Watkins's garden. While spending time in the local oh, crikey, <laughs> Welsh word in the local Welsh word park, <laughs> where 17 years later Lost Profits would headline the Full Ponty Festival. Watkins was introduced to future bandmate Lee Gaze through a mutual friend. Having abandoned Aftermath, which made two live appearances in its lifespan of two years, Watkins and Gaze decided to form a new band called Fleshbind based on their American hardcore punk influences. So, I do remember this band that came next to Lost Prophets because we were about, how old were we? This must have been our mid About 14. Yeah, 14, 13, 15. 14. It was the perfect era for mm. Lost Prophets to make uh, an impact. Yeah. And it, we were at the perfect age to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I didn't. So I might be a big Woody Allen fan, but I hated mm. Lost Prophets. I, I didn't... I was never a, Mac, a fan, but I didn't didn't hate them. We were just there. We were, like, their demographic at that age. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was more of a funeral for a friend kind of guy. They were quite good. None of them, I'm sure none of them did any of this. Oh, definitely not. No, they were quite good lads. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> I don't know if you know this story but our old school friend Darren mm-hmm. went to his grand's one day wearing a funeral for friend t-shirt and she his gran had buried her best friend the day before <laughs> <laughs> she was she was furious as you would be and I can imagine the font that they used mm. <laughs> it probably wasn't the tone mm. Lost Prophets recorded five albums The Fake Sound of Progress Start Something, Liberation Transmission, The Betrayed, and Weapons. They toured extensively in Europe and America, playing shows such as the Reading and Leeds Festival in 2004, 2007, 2009, and 2010. See, that's, quite, like, that's six albums over the course of, what, six years? Pretty, it's pretty Five big. albums over the course, yeah. 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 And, and they were normally pretty high up the, up the bill at Reading yeah. and Leeds as well. Whenever I went, they were sort of main stage, Third or fourth from the top. So, did I either of you ever see Lost Prophets? I was at two no. of those Reading festivals, but I didn't see them because I had better things to do. Fair enough. I saw a funeral for a friend. 
similar sort of Welsh rocky people. Let's stop tarring. They're entirely they're a different similar. band. They're not the same. <laughs> and at the same time, I don't think it's fair to tar the entire band, um, Lost Profits, with the same brush, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think oh, it yeah. Was I feel bad. I mean, I you would terrible. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. We'll see if they. Well, because at the minute nothing's went wrong. Oh no, they've just they've He's released some albums. They've success. played at Reading. Yeah. Yeah, Welsh boys made good, did well at university. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't be uh, proud of his achievements? Well done, Ian Watkins. Let's leave the article there and move <laughs> on. Unfortunately, not because the next section is entitled "Sexual Offences." On the nineteenth of December, can we just issue a warning? Because if you don't know this story, we should. This issue is a one of the bleakest, yeah. most stressful, and terrific. Yeah, like, it is some of the worst stuff I've ever heard. I don't know how much detail they're going to go into. Oh, I hope they don't go into... Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, it is the, I it's, don't, I I don't know that much detail, but I know that there's some bad shit coming. For some reason, when it was going around on Twitter, I read the court notes, Ooh, and it was harrowing. Crikey. It really was. It was such a tough read. I don't know why I did... I, you know, I just... I like to wallow in misery sometimes. Mm. Okay. So, yes... Listener discretion is advised mm-hmm. if you're feeling particularly sensitive to this kind of information. Do we, do we have a, we, I feel like we should have some sort of siren for this. I'll, I'll add one in in the edit. On the 19th of December 2012, Watkins was charged with conspiracy to engage in sexual activity with a one-year-old girl and with possession and or distribution of indecent images of children and extreme animal pornography. Charges which were heard at Cardiff Magistrates Court. He was remanded in custody, as were his two female co-accused. His barrister said Watkins would deny the accusations. On 31st of December, he appeared at Cardiff Crown Court via video link from Park Prison, Bridge End, and was remanded in custody until 11th of March 2013. The case was adjourned until May, with a trial date set for 15th of July. At a hearing on 3rd of June, he denied the charges via a video link. Uh, It was announced that the trial would start on 25th of November and was expected to last a month. A previous application for the court venue to be moved outside Wales was denied. On 26th of November, Watkins pleaded guilty to attempted rape and sexual assault of a child under 13, but not guilty to rape. This was accepted by the prosecution. He further pleaded guilty to three counts of sexual assault involving children and six involving taking, making or possessing indecent images of children and one of possessing an extreme pornographic image involving a sex act on an animal. Watkins' victims included a baby boy and he sent an SMS text message to the mother of one saying, if you belong to me, so does your baby. This was his, his basic tactic was to um, to find mem- or members of his fan community, people that really loved the Lost Prophets, and basically abuse his, his position of power over them to gain access to their children. Which is just not very nice, is it? It's not very nice. It wouldn't be in Chris Phil's Big Book of Rules. None of this would go on. In my, You'd be sent in a barrel out to sea if this was going on. <laughs> Why waste a barrel? <laughs> Just throw him in the sea. <laughs> this is this is a horrible story. I didn't actually. I knew this was bad. 
when it happens, but it's one of those stories that when the news does it, it doesn't tell you enough of the details, which makes you think, oh, this is a lot worse then, because mm-hmm. they're keeping stuff back. Yeah. And this is one of them. Uh, it's very traumatic stuff. Yeah. South Wales Police's investigation into Watkins, codenamed Operation Globe, required the cooperation of GCHQ to decrypt a hidden drive on his laptop, which was found to contain video of his abuses. It was later revealed that on the 27th of November, the day after his guilty plea had been accepted by the prosecution, Watkins had referred to his sex offences as being mega lols in a recorded phone call made from Park Prison to a female fan. I also remember reading that his password to his computer, when they managed to get into it, his password was all in lowercase, I fuck kids. Genuinely, that was his password. Jesus. He wasn't the most subtle. No. (laughs) A sentencing hearing was held at Cardiff on the 18th of December 2013. In mitigation, Watkins' barrister, Sally O'Neill QC, claimed that he had no recollection of the case involving the the attempted rape, which he admitted after seeing it on video. Watkins received a sentence of 29 years imprisonment, with eligibility to apply for parole after serving two-thirds of his prison term, followed by six years of supervised release. His two co-defendants, mothers of his victims known as Woman A and Woman B, received sentences of 14 and 17 years imprisonment, respectively. So hang on, he's, he was born in 77. So, well, he's like mid to late 30s. Mm-hmm. And he could be out by the time he's mid to late 50s. It's not but, entirely justice for raping no. a baby, is it? And not, not just the crime itself, the fact that the way he went about it. Yeah. It's... It's like the most sinister plots. Yeah, that's. And I know it's it's opening a whole barrel of worms, but there's. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but there's there's like, uh, I think rehabilitation is possible for paedophiles. But when you've raped a baby and you've gone to the lengths of doing it, can a person ever come back from that? I know that's a whole ethical, moral thing that we probably don't don't have time for on this. Ridiculous little podcast. I don't think rehabilitation is suitable for a person like this. Mm-hmm. Someone who's that out. I said that that goes against everything that I stand for as a extreme lefty. Yeah, me but, too. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to draw a line anywhere, I think megalols is the line. Megalols is the line. <laughs> Definitely. There is a practical consideration here, um, which is so take out of the equation whether or not you think he should be locked up and the key thrown away um, and what you what you think is an appropriate retribution or an appropriate punishment and think about it purely in terms of practical terms of how we can look after our prisoners and at, not look after but how we can deal with our prisoners mm-hmm. and control them whilst they're um, locked up and prisoners who have got no hope of ever being released behave very different from people that mm-hmm. have potentially got parole around the corner. So it makes managing those inmates possible. Um, this is something that um, my sister was a, um, a prison warden for a time, and so she talks about this at, at some length, given the opportunity. People, um, obviously, are up in arms when they see that people have got TVs or radios in their cells mm-hmm. or access to things like that. Or, But the reality is, when you've got things like that, you've got the ability to take them away. Mm. And that means that you can control a prison population, though if they have got nothing, you can't control. 
So there is a functional reason for parole dates being a possibility at some point in the future. It is a motivation to get your prisoner to, to behave, to do what you want them to do. Whereas if they've got no option of that, you know, if you can say to your prisoner, behave or we will remove the TV, your access to TV, then they've, you've got something. If you've got nothing left to threaten them with, or to make their position worse, then you, you don't have any control. I totally get that, and I understand like that is a perfect explanation for why he would have parole after serving two-thirds of his prison term, but his, his prison term is still only 29 years for that level of manipulation and hideous behaviour. That still doesn't seem enough to me. It does, at the same time... Long prison sentences are, sentences are phenomenally expensive to enforce... Uh, a more effective system in terms of protecting the population at, at large would be to monitor him closely and make sure... I mean, obviously there needs to be an element of punishment and taking away 20-plus years of somebody's life is uh, especially somebody who was very wealthy and very successful and very popular. I mean, he's being punished. There is no question there. Um, locking up and throwing away the key, how does that provide additional benefit or additional protection for, for society? And I just don't think it does. Have we got too serious again? Are we doing, are we doing too oh, serious? I mean, I'd be yeah. tempted to delete all of this if it seems like it's going off the mood. No, no, the, no. I mean, look, but there's no real way to make this cheer, is there? No, there's no way of making it cheer. And I think it's all, it's all fine. It's just... Oh, we, we could probably discuss it for hours and go back and forth, but... And I, the annoying thing is that in my guts and in my general ethics and morals day-to-day, -day, I agree with you. And yet still, I can't shake that feeling that just fucking lock the fucker up and let him rot. Mm. <laughs> Which goes against really everything tricky. I stand for, yeah. but I can't help it. Mm. Like, if it was... I think there's such a huge difference between this and, you know, what Stuart Hall did. As fucked up as they both are, I think, with fair enough, Stuart Hall's age is a different thing, but the possibility for rehabilitation, I think, is so, so much greater with someone who has you know, groped a 14-year-old or something like that than raping a fucking baby. Yeah, is that, it, is, it, I mean, suggests... I, I'm not in any way saying that one is acceptable. Not <laughs> by a million miles. I'm just saying that the possibility is there for that person to be rehabilitated and being a productive member of society. But once you've raped a baby, I don't really think there's a way back for you. No, once you And even if it... there is, and even if... 50% of people who've raped babies go back and be great productive members of society and never harm anyone again. I think the numbers game there, oh, fuck them off, just fuck them off. Especially someone who appears to have done it all as regretlessly. Yeah, yeah, me megalols. Then, yeah, that's that's not somebody who's, who's torn or considers themselves in need of mm. rehabilitation. That's the, that's the frightening thing there. Yeah. Christian's holding the giraffe. Are you okay? <laughs> that is not a euphemism. <laughs> Just to make that abundantly clear. Put the giraffe down. <laughs> the judge, Mr Justice Royce, said the case plunged into new depths of depravity. South Wales police stated that they are investigating allegations of additional offences in Germany and America and a senior investigating officer on the case described Watkins as a committed, organised paedophile and potentially the most dangerous sex offender he had ever seen. Thanks for listening to episode 94 of Wiki Shuffle. That was a bit of a downer.
Mm. It was an upper and think, then a down. It yeah, was a we, roller coaster. If we'd done all the barrel stuff at the end, that would have been great. But I'm just a bit, a bit uh, empty now, like an empty barrel. Mm. No spaghetti There's in no me. such thing as an empty barrel on my island. No? All the barrels are always full to the brim. Are they always, you're always topping them up? Wine, lasagna... Apples. Oh, so you're topping it? No, because there's no way of effectively <laughs> stock rotating there. You're just piling new lasagna on top of old, so the old bottom lasagna is just rotting away Some with new like lasagna, lasagna on top. So what? You've got to just delve right in deep to get the bottom. That's lasagna, what you want. The mature lasagna. That's what you want. That's your decision. How do you store your lasagna? Is it in layers in a barrel, or is it like normal lasagna but then in layers? Has it been I mean? cooked in a barrel? No, it's cooked in an oven, and then you put it in the oven. Oh, he said oven. <laughs> okay, uh, let's just not talk about this anymore, Phil. <laughs> you, said you've, you said you've had an email, or we've, we've had an email. We've got to issue an emendation on last week's episode. Um, we made we made an error. Very it has rarely been happens. known. Very rarely happens. And to be fair, in this instance, absolutely wasn't our fault. Oh, okay. You may remember... What do, hang on, what did we do last year? Last week, we did the Mexico trains yeah and we did the ghost train we did the ghost train okay yeah Uh-oh. but this this correction has nothing to do with either of those oh right okay <laughs> you may remember last week we read out um that we'd received a, an email from anita axel's daughter in iceland yes yep yeah well we didn't at all oh we absolutely didn't um anita axel's daughter had never written to us nor had she ever listened to our podcast or knew who we were what? Is this like Inception or something? <laughs> yeah, it was just a dream inside <laughs> a dream. I haven't, um, I haven't read this email, so I'm... Okay. What, it what? makes the whole um, fact that she was travelling and cleaning toilets in Iceland on her gap year make a little bit more sense, because that email was actually from somebody from England by the name of Anya Lawrence, who had her friends, Anita Axel's daughter within Iceland, had used her phone oh. previously, logged into her email account, and so the email came from Anita's I see. email account. She stole her identity. Pretty much, yeah. There was some identity fraud going on here. So we, we outed Anita Axel's daughter as a fan of the podcast. Sorry about that. You were, get, you were innocent of all charges there. <laughs> um, and... However, she's taken it in good humour. She's not suing us, which is good because she's within her rights to. I feel like that you know we've we've <laughs> cast poor light on her good name. Yeah, um, she's sad. very pleased. She's going to cherish that podcast moment forever. Uh, she's very pleased about her fifteen seconds of fame, um, and has said she might even listen to the podcast at some point in the future. That's nice of her. Oh well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Non-committal. Isn't I it? mean, it's perhaps that's a good way of us going out and getting new listeners. If we can just <laughs> just do a shout out to people that have never listened to the show before, then tell them that it's happened, and then they they'll feel obliged to listen to the next week's show. Right, let's do it. Hang on, I'm going to go on Facebook. Da, 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 da. Let's right pick it. Pick someone we know quick. Someone that's not listened to the podcast? No, anyone we know. Lauren. Okay, our friend Lauren. I'm going onto her friend list. And give me a number. Seven. Um, okay, Rian Emmanuel. I don't know who that is. But now I'm going to go on her friends list. Mm-hmm. So we're a bit further removed. Uh, give me a number between one and four. Three. She's only got four friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, just what I can see on my screen, I could see four people. I scrolled down into the middle of a friends list. Right, Anna Thomas. Anna is a midwife 
and now she's going to get a shout out on this podcast. Anna Thomas. Well done, Anna Thomas. You're, she's from London and she works in the National Health Service as a midwife. Oh, congratulations, well Anna. You're doing, a, you're doing fine work there. She really is. So um, how do we get this message out to her? Well, you, you need Probably to send her a don't. message now. I can't be asked. Okay, well, someone will. Someone, let's just, let's just say, if you, know Anna, if you know an Anna Thomas who's a midwife in London... Well done. No, not well done. Oh. Tell her. <laughs> Tell her, <laughs> Tell her to listen. Yeah. She needs to know about it, otherwise we won't gain any listeners and this whole exercise is futile. Okay. It's Should, a fun feature, I like this. Yeah. Should we do another? Yeah. Right, Greg Cochrane. He works at Loud and Quiet magazine, which oh. is like a... What's Loud and Quiet? It's like I a Piffy Clyro yeah. song. Yeah, that's all I've got there. That's all I've got on him. We need, we need a bit more information to go off someone if we're going to summon them. Well, that's, that's enough. I can't imagine that there's two people working for Loud and Quiet magazine with that name. Oh, here's an easy one. Peter Ingo. Peter can't Ingo. Be many Ing- can't Ingos be many about. Peter Ingos. And he's the artist manager at Moshi Moshi Records. Oh, fantastic. And there can't be many of them about. No, congratulations. Probably only You're one. all getting a mention and now you are well, duty bound to listen to Wiki Shuffle in perpetuity. Oh, in fact, Peter Ingo has a picture of um, stealing sheep on his... I mean, I like stealing oh. sheep. May, hang on, here's a shout out for stealing sheep. Who um, we really like, or I do at least. I like They're a good I band. Them them. Latitude, so if anyone knows stealing sheep, I, I just want to hang out with stealing sheep. Yeah, that'd be nice, all. wouldn't it? Yeah. Can we do that? Can we get that sorted? Yeah. Great. Okay. I think it's, so. I think we've done it now. I think. I think they have to next week. Brilliant. Um, Anita also says that the unpronounceable letter in her middle name is an Icelandic letter and you probably will never be able to pronounce it. I'm fine with that. No attempt at even trying to educate us. Just accepted you, <laughs> you ignorant English people. You will never put in the effort necessary for you to be able to pronounce this letter. Fair and she's enough. right. She's yeah. absolutely right. And she also says that she doesn't talk like Björk who has a very strong and weird Icelandic accent which will come as a surprise to nobody. <laughs> Right, is that enough for this week? That's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with Chris's quiz, me versus Phil, mm-hmm. some more articles, and some more japes and tomfoolery. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Now we all heard what Ian Watkins did. It sent my mate Paul in a rage. See, he'd just had a baby himself, so he went on Ian's Facebook page. He left a message saying you are sick, and twisting and I hope you die. But when I saw it on there, I commented, lol, and here's the reason why. I said, you've got the wrong Ian Watkins, mate, is that what made me smile? You've just called the bloke from Steps a twisted paedophile He shares a name and was in a band, similarity ends there He'd never fuck a baby, just ask Lee, Lisa, Faye and Claire My mate Paul was so embarrassed, he went online to apologise But when I saw what he had done, I couldn't believe my eyes He got mixed up again Ruffle. So I said, You've got the wrong Ian Watkins, mate. Is that what's made me smile? You've just said you're sorry to a twisted paedophile. You've got the wrong Ian Watkins, mate. That must be hard to take. You've just apologised to H's kid fiddling namesake. Does everyone have double barrel surnames? No, that's ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.